everything he said it would do. Amen? We're, we're living witnesses. We're a testimony to the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Just the key in your walk with God is never quit. Never quit. Don't allow the adversities. Don't allow the challenges. Don't allow the disappointments. Don't allow anything in your life to keep you from going on in the relationship with your Father. Always be instant in season and out of season. Stay in tune. Stay in love. And always know that he loves you. He will always love you. Nothing, you can't do anything to stop him from loving you. Never, never. He has a never-ending and an undying love for his creation. We're the one with the problem, not Father God. Amen? Amen. Psalm 91. The title of our text tonight is Thanksgiving Victory. Because this psalm produces divine safety. Have you ever had things going on and fear would would begin to rise up and and, 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 and your your mind is going in so many directions and and you're wondering, what am I going to do now? How am I going to get through this situation? How am I going to overcome this? I know God says I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I know I'm supposed to be a victor and not a victim. I don't feel that way right now. That's why it's very important that we, the children of God, don't walk by what we feel, but we walk by what we know. That's the word of the living God. And then what you know and say will determine how you come out of the circumstances. You know, sometimes we, we, we get so overwhelmed with what's going on, and, and, and instead of calling those things that be not as though they were, we want to call those things that be as they are. That's not the way God said to do it. That's really not the... And we have to cast down every thought and every imagination that is exalting themselves over the knowledge of God bringing them under captivity to the obedience of God. 2 Corinthians 10, isn't that the truth? Yeah. So as you and I continue to live out our lives in him and him in us, the word of the living God is the most important ingredient in your walk with God. Saved without the word isn't going to get you too far. Thank God. For the blood that washes us. Thank God for the name of Jesus that is above every name. And thank God for the word of the living God that will teach us how to live and move and have our being in him. Amen. You, you, you can't live. You can't live the God kind of life without the word of the living God. It won't happen. It just won't happen. That word has to be a light unto your pathway. It has to be a lamp unto your feet. The entrance of his word will always bring you light. But it's up to you and to me to let it in as we meditate on it. It's not hard to do. Read the scripture, maybe just one scripture, and then meditate on it. That means stop and think about it. Get your mind involved in the process from your spirit where the word goes to produce faith food. But then you put it in your mind. You put it in your ears. 
You put it in your mouth. And what's the Bible say? If you're not a doer and you're just a hearer and you're not a doer, don't get it. Just don't get it. Regardless of how it sounds. And, and you know what I find to be one of the biggest factors with we Christians is so often we want to walk by what we feel. Well, I don't feel that way. Well, your feelings don't have nothing to do with it unless you let them. Is that right? Feelings can be very fickle. They'll go with the report. They'll go with this and that and the other thing. And they'll stir you up and they'll produce a spirit of fear that you will wish you did not have. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go by what you feel. Thank God for feelings. But they were not given to us to determine who God is, what God is, and how we are to live our life. He left us here with this word. This word is a lamp unto our feet, right? This word is a light unto our pathway, right? And the entrance of his word will always produce that light. You won't get it any other way. It will not. But I thank God that he has a plan for each and every individual. He really does. And he's got it all set up. It's up to you and to me through the new birth, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I love praying in tongues. Oh, my God. Praying in tongues has been another form of salvation for me over and over and over again. Because when you're going through a storm and it's hard, you don't know which way to go. You don't know what to do. You know, and, 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 and fear's running up your backbone and your side bone and every other bone. But I thank God that you can begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. He don't know. That idiot doesn't know what you're praying. That's why he fights it so much. He don't know. You can begin to pray in the Spirit. And the Bible says that when you pray in an unknown tongue, you are praying what? The perfect will of God back to the Father. The enemy can't get on it. And it'll produce on the inside of you a strength that you can't get any other way. Right in the middle of the storm, when, when, when you feel so overwhelmed by the report, you feel so overwhelmed by what you're seeing and what you're experiencing, but you can pray in the Holy Ghost. You can take time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Your mind doesn't know, but your spirit does. The Holy Spirit who lives in your reborn, recreated human spirit, he'll, he, he knows. And you'll begin to get what? Edified. Edified. Strong. Strengthened. Empowered. Right in the middle of the mess. And oh, thank God. That's when those waves of security, of being in God and God being in you, he loves you. He loves you. He knew everything that would take place in your life long before it ever showed up. Am I right? Yeah, he did. And he already looked ahead, the Bible said, and made provision for it, for you and me. He's a good daddy. He's an awesome father. He's a magnificent savior. He's a wonderful Lord. Nobody, nobody like him. Nobody nowhere. We ought to worship him and praise him. We ought to bless him and thank him. We ought to live in him and through him all the days of our lives. And then go and tell somebody else what a wonderful Lord he is. Right? That's, that's, that's part of our life. Part of our living. 
Psalm 91, Thanksgiving victory. When I, every time I read this psalm, Thanksgiving victory rises up on the inside of me. You just can't help but say, oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, because it produces on the inside of us an empowerment that just doesn't come any other way. You're not going to get it from the world. The world doesn't have it. They can't give you what they don't have. But the word of the living God is packed full of the power of God. It's packed full of the faith of God. It's packed full of the victory that comes. The overpowering, overwhelming victory that comes from the word of God. But when does it come to you? When you say it and do it. Say it and do it. It's so simple. But I don't feel like it. Who cares? Who really cares what you feel like? Feelings are fickle. They're going to change in a little while when something else happens. Do it anyhow. Say what the word says. Do what the word does. Nothing can take the place of you and me being willing and obedient. If you be willing and obedient, the Bible says you will eat the good of the land. How does that happen? Willing and obedient. Yeah. And you know what? Don't tell me you can't do it. You've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. Amen? Yeah. we we, we got to know the truth. Because it's only the truth that you and I know and do that is producing what it is in our lives. Amen? 91st Psalm. I'm going to get there. 91st Psalm. Verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. I love that word, dwelleth. You know what it means? To dwell someplace means to stay there. Stay there. It's your home. It's your home. He who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall, not maybe, not might, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will, and because of verse 1, listen to verse 2. I will say of the Lord, if you are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty, you ought to have something to say about where you are. You ought to have something to, you ought to, have something to tell somebody else about where you are in your life. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God, you ought to have something to say to somebody else about where you live. I mean, you know your address. Am I right? You, you, you know your phone number. Those are all flesh things. Well, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God, under the shadow of the, of the Almighty, you got something to say about where you live in God. Aren't we supposed to be a witness? Well, what does a witness do? He tells something. You've got something to say about who, who you are and where you live now. Amen? Amen? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God 
In him will I trust. Trust. But you don't understand, Dorothy Crosby. I got a bad thing going on. I got a hard situation that I'm facing. It's really producing a lot of fear in me. Oh, yeah, I understand. You bet I understand. I had a 16-year-old son in an accident who died as the result of that accident. I know what it feels like to be hurt. I know what it feels like to be in pain. I know what it feels like to pray and believe God, but he went anyhow. But you know what? The Lord showed me. He said, Dorothy, I would have healed him. I would have raised him up, but he wanted to come home and be with me. God will always honor your right to choose, right? Because you've been made in his likeness and in his image. And you know what? When the Lord let me know that, a peace that passes all understanding rose up on the inside of me. And from that day to this, I thank God I know where he is. I know exactly where he is. And, and I don't blame him. Probably if I had the opportunity, unless the Lord said, no, you, you can't make that choice, I would make that choice too. Much better. But I thank God. You see, God can do that for us. In the midst of a tragedy, in the midst of a bad report, in the midst of a situation with your children or whoever or whatever, God wants to be your Savior and Lord. Yes. If you don't make him Lord, when you receive him as Savior, then you make him Lord. He told me years ago, he said, Dorothy Crosby, if you don't make me Lord of everything in your life in a little while, I will have lordship none. Think about that. Really. I mean, we're flesh, folks. We're flesh. And it's easy to, to, to go here and go there and, and all. But when we choose to walk in the Spirit, the Bible says you will not fulfill the lust, which means pressure. Of your flesh. You can bring it under subjection, folks. We can overcome this flesh because greater is he that is in than he that is in. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Isn't that exciting news? Glory to God. Verse 2 I will say of the Lord, listen, if he's dwelling on the inside of you, you ought to have something to say. We ought to have something to say if he's dwelling on the inside. You come, you, you, you run across somebody or whoever or whatever, and, and, and they got all these situations and all of these problems and all of this stuff. Really? You ought to have something to say. You ought to know what to tell them. If he's, if he's in you and you're in him and you're involved in the relationship, you ought to have something to say to them. You ought to be able to tell them, I got some good news for you. Right? Right. Right? I mean, this, this world is crying out to the church. Where else are they going to get their help from? Thank God for money. We need it. But it ain't going to provide that. Really. I mean, this, this, is, this is the word of God. And, and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, is it? Will it divide? Will it separate? Will it do everything God said it to do? Then we need to be using it. 
It's not supposed to be just packed up in this book. We're supposed to get this word up off of these pages and sow it into our spirit and, and program it into our mind and hear it in our ears and speak it out of our mouth. Isn't that the process that you got born again with? Why would you think it would change for anything else? Same process. Same process. I will say of the Lord... I like to say, you, God, you are my refuge and my fortress. You are my God. In you will I trust. What else can you put your trust in in this world today? My goodness. Now, I don't know. I'm not putting my trust in the president. I'm not putting my trust in the economy. Huh? No way. Um, no, no, this, this is where trust comes from, right here, right here. You get a bad report, you trust in the Lord. Yeah, everything's going good, don't forget about him. Don't forget about him, got more than enough money, the kids are doing good, health is pretty good. Woo-wee, really? Don't forget about him. Don't forget about him. Always stay in that word. Give the word first place and final authority in everything you say and do. First place. Because if it's not, if he's not first, I'm going to tell you like he told me. If you don't make me first of all, Dorothy Crosby, in a little while, I won't be first at all. And that, that, that resided on the inside of me. And I thought, oh, God, help me. Help me, please, Spirit of the living God, to be the kind of woman that God can depend on and trust, the kind of woman that will follow him and be instant, in season, and out of season. It's easy. It's easy to do it when all is good and everything is smelling like roses, but what about when all hell is breaking loose against you and it doesn't look that way and it doesn't feel that way and you're getting this from this end and that end and the other end and you're the only sanctified one in the household. What you going to do? Go and trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You're not going to lean on your own understanding. But in all of your ways, you're going to acknowledge him. And what did he promise you? He will. He will. Not he might. Not maybe. Well, I don't know. You just didn't pray long enough, Mabel. No. No. He will direct your steps. He will. But it's only the truth that you know and do that is working for you. If you know it and you don't do it, it's not working. Is it true? Is it not the word? You see, we blame all of this stuff on God. It's not. It's not. We got to look in before we look out. Yeah. Inward before we look out. Amen? Yes. Yes. Search me, O oh God. Search my heart. Let me know if there be any evil thing in me. And you know what he built into your covenant? Repentance. Ooh, glory to God. A lot of people give repentance a bad name, but I thank God for repentance. 
Oh, my goodness, because that's your way of getting rid of it. When you go before God and say, oh, my God, I did it, call it what it is. We want to be so politically correct in the church today. Uh-uh. Call it what it is. It's got a name. It's got a name. Call it what it is and tell him, I repent of it. Forgive me and cleanse me, God. Repentance is when God finds out about it. Repentance is when we get rid of it. Oh, and we need to get rid of it. Because if we let that thing remain on the inside of us, you know what the wages of sin is? Death. Death. That's the way it works. God, God already set it all up. It's already out there. It's really plain and it's really simple. Really. But I thank God. I thank God that he built this covenant for you and for me. He says, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting that we can trust the Lord in all situations, in all circumstances, regardless of what's going on, and he He'll protect you. Well, then why did that accident happen? It's not why. Don't look out. Look in first. I don't have the answer to everything. He's almighty God. But when it happens, I'm going to tell you what I do. I'm not blaming God. No, I'm not blaming God. I, I, if I need to know what happened, then I ask him to show me. And if I don't, and I just say, you know what, Father, you'll strengthen me, you'll help me, and we'll get through this. We'll get through this. What's impossible with God? Nothing. Nothing is impossible with God. With God, all things are possible. And if you're born again, then he's there. But if we don't acknowledge him being in us, and we don't talk that way and Act that way. Your words can be very stout, the Bible says, against you. The Bible says how powerful are right words. Well, what about wrong words? You can license the enemy with your words. Or you can stop him dead in, your, in his tracks with your words, with your confession of faith. And we need to be like that bulldog who has a hold of that thing and won't let it go. Hold on. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep praising. Keep worshiping. Keep living the God kind of life, no matter what the circumstances are. Amen? Is that the way it works? It really is. Are we living proof? Yeah, we're living proof. I don't know. Where would we be? Where would we be? Dead. Yeah, probably. Or wished we were. <laughs> Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. You know, fear. Fear is a very difficult thing. Oh, man. I, I, I know what it's like to have a spirit of fear. I lived that way for many years of my life. Uh, I'm Italian descent. And for some reason, Italians can really get 
hooked on fear. Don't ask me why. But I, I, Dorothy Crosby had a big spirit of fear for many years. When I found out that God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, ooh, I said, honey, your days of fear are over. I went before the Father, and I repented of the fear in my life, and I asked him to take it away from me. And I received what he gave me in its place. Because, see, you can't leave the place void. Because if you leave the place void and you don't put something else in his place, you know that idiot devil's going to come along and try to fill it up again, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That's why God left us with his word. That's why God left us with his spirit. So that when, 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 when you get that thing out, you got to put something in its place. That's what the word of God is for. And, and I'm, gonna, I'm a witness, and I know many of you here are witnesses to this too. You don't have to live in fear. You really don't. You can be free from fear. Ain't nobody, nobody was worse at it than I was. I mean, I was afraid to stay home alone. Really. I'm Italian. Italians are big in that area. <laughs> but I thank God that when you find out the truth, you appropriate that truth Take it into your being with your words and your actions and then begin to confess. Father, I thank you that you have delivered me from a spirit of fear. And you have given me power, love, and a sound mind in its place. Because where does fear bug you the most? Right in this mind, doesn't it? Yeah, right in this mind. But the Bible says, but you have the mind of Christ. There's no fear in the mind of Christ. So regardless of what the situation is, regardless of how bad it looks and how bad it feels, regardless of all of that, I thank God that he didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you're going to operate in it, aren't you? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we always say yes to God, yes to his word, yes to the Holy Spirit. Oh, aren't you thankful to God for the Holy Spirit? Oh, my goodness. I'm so thankful to God for the Holy Spirit. He's the one who helps us. Doesn't the Bible call him our helper? He sticks closer to us than a brother. As a matter of fact, the Bible says he'll never leave you. Oh, that produces so much confidence on the inside of me. You know, people come and go. Situations and circumstances come and go. Money comes and goes. But he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Do you believe that? Yes. Yes. Yes, confess that. Yes, I believe that. And the Bible says, keep being filled. And I used to think, well, I must leak. I must leak if I have to keep being filled. And I thought, well, why can't we just plug up where I leak and get it fixed? <laughs> and then I came to the knowing that you keep being filled because there's always more of the Holy Spirit. God said, Dorothy, not you or nobody will ever exhaust 
All that the Holy Spirit is. All that the Holy Spirit does. Never, ever exhaust. That's why you always need more of him. You always, not because you leak, but because there's a capacity in you for more of the Holy Spirit. More and more. For how long? Forever. Is there any end to him? No. 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 You won't always... That's what he told me. He said, you won't always have so much of me that you won't always need more of me. And I'll tell you what, I've experienced that in my 35 years of being saved. I've experienced that. It's become a reality in my life, and I know it has for yours too. More, more. We want more of him, more of him, more of him. That needs to be part of our lives, more of the wonderful Holy Spirit, nothing better. You're facing a trial. You're facing a test. You're being persecuted. You, you've got an affliction. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. You're my helper. You're my advocate with my Father. Oh, come and help me today. There he is living on the inside of you. People, we don't live from the outside in. We are living from the inside out. Amen? This world is crazy. Oh, my goodness, it's crazy. But I thank God that when we are anchored, his word is an anchor. Doesn't he say that in Hebrews? His word is an anchor to your soul. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. His word is an anchor to your soul. Going through a trial, going through a test, going through affliction, going through persecution, whatever it is, this word will anchor your mind. It will anchor your will. It will anchor your emotions. And you can let him navigate you through those troubled waters and come out with faith that is the victory. Huh? It's not the defeat. It's the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith in him. And you have the source of faith, which is his word. What else do we need? What else do we have to have? Has he not already provided it? It's just up to you and to me to take it. If I have something and I, and I give it to you, you have to take it. You have to take it. It's the same way with everything that God has. He's, he's, he's not hard. He doesn't make us. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't do it that way. He demonstrates himself through his word and by his spirit. And you get to know him. And when you get to know somebody that's good, and he, God is good. Huh? Do I have a witness? God is good. You're right. And all the time, God is good. And you get to know that. You know what that does with you? That creates within you a hunger and a thirst for more, more, more of God, more of the goodness of God. Yes. And, and when you mess up and he comes to correct you, he don't correct you with sickness and disease. No, 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 no. That's the devil's work. He corrects you with his word and by his spirit. Maybe send somebody along your path that will say, you know, and, and, and they may some, say something to you, and you say, oh, that's right. That's right. And he built repentance into the covenant. Repent of it. He'll forgive you. 
He'll cleanse you, and you can keep running the race. No place to quit. No place to stop. I don't care if you've messed up. I don't care how bad you've messed up. All of us have messed up. There isn't one of us who have not messed up. Am I right? I'd be a liar if I said that. But I thank God. And when I repented of it, he forgave me and cleansed me. And I can keep running the race. There's no place to quit, folks. No place to stop. Don't allow fickle feelings to convince you that you can't. Bring them under subjection to the name and the power and the word. Bring them under subjection, and God will help you. He'll get them feelings fixed, and you can just keep right on running the good race, fighting the good fight. If I don't win, it's not a good fight. He calls it a good fight. That's because he's already destined you to win. So if you've lost somewhere along the way, just keep going. Just keep going because a victory is in your next adventure. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are who? The sons of God. Led, led, led. Led by God. That's how we have to live. That's how we have to move. I don't know what my time is looking like. He's not, he's not waving a red flag yet. What time does he want me to stop? Eight o'clock? Oh, glory to God, we got time left. <laughs> Woohoo! Praise God, praise God. The 91st song provides us with divine safety. And it really is a thanksgiving victory. It really is. Every time I read it, I get, I get a, a calmness, especially if I'm in the midst of a storm. I get a calmness come over me, in me, and a divine safety that my steps are really ordered of the Lord. I don't know what that does for you, but that does a lot for me, and that's doing a lot for you. Your steps are ordered of the Lord. He knew where you would be at this moment in time, and he already looked ahead and made provision just for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's how good he is. God is faithful. He knows our life. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything that we're going to face. He knows every trial. He knows every test. He knows every persecution. He knows every affliction. He's got this. He's got this. It's just up to you and me to connect. Huh? Connect. You connect with the word by the spirit, and you connect with your words. By your words, you shall be justified. By your words, you shall be condemned. Let me tell you something, folks. God's not condemning you. Well, I got this thing. It happened to me, and that, and the other. God must be trying to tell me something. Yeah, you know what he's trying to tell you? Get connected. Get the word in your heart. Get it in your mouth. Put it in your mind. Put it in your ears, and speak it out of your mouth. That's the process. If you just hear it and you don't do it, you didn't complete the process. But you'll be responsible for what you heard. 
You will and I, we will be responsible for what we heard. That's why the Bible says, be ye a doer of the word and not a hearer only. It's the doer that gets it. And do it till you get it done. Keep doing it till you get it done. Don't stop in the middle of the process because the report might have got worse. Ah, tell the report to shut up and tell the word of the living God, I believe you more than I believe the report, God. I believe what you said more than what they say, whoever they are, right? You're going to have a lot of opportunities. You and I are going to have, we have, and we will have a lot of opportunities to um, doubt the word. We're going to have a lot of opportunities to doubt the word. Yeah. But you decide whether you believe it or doubt it. And once you decide that you believe it, then your words and your actions have to go along with what you said you believe. Right. I'm not saying don't go to doctors. I'm not saying if you need a lawyer. Um, I'm just saying be sure that you've covered the situation in prayer that you would know, what do I do next here, God? Ask him. He said you have not because you ask not or you ask amiss. Ask him. Okay, Father, you said to do this. I've done it. Now this and this and this is happening. What do I do now? Are the steps of a righteous man ordered of the Lord or not? Is that Bible? Then that's what we have to follow. My sheep, this is Jesus talking, my sheep hear my voice, and the voice of the stranger they will not follow. How, how can we say that? Because we're following him. And we know his voice. No, that word is intimacy. It's, 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 it's what happens in a marriage with a husband and a wife. You know your wife. You know your husband. My sheep know my voice. And the voice of the stranger, they will not follow. In other words, you are intimate with God. Because he's not living on the outside no more. He's on the inside. Right? He's on the inside. Nobody can take him away from you. Nobody. Nobody. And you license what is and what isn't with your words and your actions. That's why we have to be careful when all hell's breaking loose. You know what I do? I say, oh, God, please put a watch over my mouth that I might not sin against you. This situation is, it's bad. It, it, it doesn't even look like it could come out right. But put a watch over my mouth. And then... I'm very careful what I say. Because doesn't the Bible still say that you can have what you say? When I found that out, I thought, ooh, and I remember all the stuff I've been saying. I thought, oh, God, forgive me. I repent. I repent. Anywhere along the journey, I don't care how long I've been saved. I mess up, I'm going to repent. Because repentance is when God finds out about it, but it is our way of getting rid of it. Thank God he built that into the covenant. He knew. He knew we'd mess up. He knew it. He knew it when he created Adam and Eve. He knew what they would be capable of doing because he didn't want robots. 
He didn't want a robot. He didn't want somebody that would, oh, they see him, they bow down, you know, and they got all these right words that they're supposed to say. No. God wanted a relationship. A relationship where you and I can, can bear our heart before him. He knows you from the inside out anyhow. But he loves to hear us say, I love you, God. I love you, Lord Jesus. I really want your spirit living big in me. I'm so sorry for some of the things I've said and the ways that I've acted, God. I know that they didn't please you. Please forgive me. Cleanse me. So that when I'm tested in that area where that thing's going on again or somebody says something to me that would try to cause that to rise up in me again, no, I'm not going to let it. I'm going to tell it to shut up. And I'm going to listen to your voice. And the voice of the stranger. I don't have to follow it. Amen. We have an awesome covenant with Almighty God. It has to do with everything that life is. He's covered all the bases. He really has. He's left nothing undone. When he said it is finished, it is finished. It really is. And, and, and he's left us here to be salt and light so that this world can look at us and see Jesus. And if ever we needed that to be true, we need it to be true now. We're closer to the end than anybody has ever been. We see the signs everywhere we look. We really do. We know he's coming back for his bride. He really is. Oh. I look up so many times and I say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. But then I think of the multitudes that need to hear about him. And I say, well, wait just another minute. Let us see if we can get a few more into the kingdom. That's why it's so necessary that we pray. It's so necessary that we praise. It's so necessary that we be involved in the relationship and practice being who the word of the living God says. He who dwells, that means you live there. You don't come and go. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide. Abide means live there. Live there under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, is he your refuge? Is he your fortress? Yeah, he's our refuge. He's our fortress. He's our God. Do you trust in him today? then your words ought to sound like you trust in him. Your actions ought to look like you trust in him. That's the only way they can identify us, you see. But it's not hard. It's really not hard. It's easy when you're practicing living under the shadow of the Almighty. But it's not a shadow for you and me. We got the substance we got the substance. He came in a flesh body. He did it. He already did it. And now you and I can be involved in the relationship, participate in the relationship, read the word, meditate it. You got to get your mind involved with it. And then what? Do it. Do it. Do it. And forgive anybody for anything and just keep on going. Don't never quit being the person of God.
that he is making you to be. Remember, he's not done yet. He's still working on us. Yes, he is. And when I see things in my life that and it just added, and I think, I don't believe you did that, Dorothy Crosby. But I thank God that I can go to him. I call it what it is. It's got a name. I say what it is. I don't try to smooth it. And, and, and I tell him. And then I receive his forgiveness and his cleansings. Please, don't depend on your feelings to determine whether he has forgiven you or not. You hear me? That doesn't say that in the Bible. Thank God for feelings. He, he made us that way. But your feelings cannot determine whether he has forgiven you or not. That's what you got the word for. This is God talking to you. If he said, I will forgive you and cleanse you when you repent, when you tell me what it is and ask me to forgive you, I will. Don't look to your emotions. Look to the word and say, thank you, God. I take it. I've been forgiven and cleansed. That thing is not going to be a part of my life no more. And you know what you do? You practice fighting the good fight of faith. It's a fight. It's a fight. That's why he called it a fight. Yeah. But you know what? I got good news for you today. You win. You win. You win. You are destined to be a winner. A winner. An overcomer. More than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who so loves you. So loves you. He's so faithful. I, I can't talk for you, but as for Dorothy Crosby, God has been so faithful to me. Mm. He has been instant, in season, and out of season. He has never left me, and he never will. He has never forsaken me, and he never will. You know why I know that? Because he said so. Is he a man that he would lie? Never. 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 And it's the truth that you know and do that will produce what it is in your life. It's the way it works. I've got 10 minutes. He'll be, he'll be coming down here climbing my frame. But um, thank God with me. Thank God with me that um, um, you are born again. You are being involved in a relationship with the Lord and Savior of your life, that you can depend on him, that he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Don't look to your feelings to determine those truths because our feelings are so connected to what's going on out here. You know, you got to bring them under captivity to the obedience of God and tell your feelings how to feel instead of allowing your feelings to tell you how to feel. Amen? We can do that. Oh, ho, ho, ho. yes, we can do that. Yes, yes, yes. We're supposed to. We're really supposed to. That's the way, that's the way it works. It's a working word. God calls his word a working word. But it'll only work for us when we work it. Amen? You've got a plate full of food, and it smells really good. And I bet it's delicious. But it's not going to profit you anything until you use what you have to get it from the plate. Put it in your mouth on the inside of you. Same way with the word of God. It's faith food. People say, well, I don't have enough faith in God. Well, then you don't have enough of the word of God. Am I right? 
because faith comes by and hearing by the Word of God. That's the process. That's the way it works. It's not hard. It's really easy. Just do it. That's why he said, be a doer of the Word and not a hearer only, because it's the doer that gets it. It may take some time. You may have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death where you will fear no evil. You, you may have to speak to that mountain, tell it to be removed and cast into the sea, not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things that you say shall come to pass. What's the Bible say? And you shall have what you say. Oh, if there's anything that we've had a problem with, it's that Call those things that be not as though they were. What? That's not hard. If it's not what God says it is, then don't say it. Say what he says about it. That's been a big niche in the Christian's crawl. All of the life in Christ that I've watched it, I've had to go through the process to get it out of my life too. I mean, you know, we, 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 we just want if that's the way you see it, that's the way you say it. No, no, not when you look through the book. Not when you look through the covenant. Not when you put the word of God first place and give it final authority in your mouth, in your, in your life. It'll affect the way you think. It'll affect the way you talk. It'll affect what you do. That's what the Word of God would do. That's the changing process that takes place in our lives. That's how it happens. So today we're determined. We're determined to be people who are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High God, right up under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God, and in you I will trust. Will you? Will you? Stand up. We're going to close this thing out. You've been so easy. You've been so easy to talk to. I love you. I wouldn't trade you for nobody or nothing. <laughs> Boy, when you try to deliver a word and it just kind of comes back and hits you in the face, it's so hard. But not with you all. You're like sponges. Just like sponges. I thank God for you. Father, thank you.